Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Old wind chills in the 20s here early this morning, 30s to around 40 degrees for the afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we've got 34 degrees in both Reston and Bethesda, and we're at 34 degrees outside the WTOP studios at 259. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter. Coming up, coming in April, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear arguments over whether Donald Trump can be prosecuted for election interference. Also, a big step forward to transforming the decaying RFK Stadium site. I'm Dick Iuliano. There's still thousands in our area in the dark this morning because of the earlier strong winds. We will get you an update here momentarily. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It is 3 a.m. Is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. One person has died in the massive wildfires in the Texas panhandle. In the small town of Canadian, people are fleeing. CBS's Dave Malkoff is there and finds people are struggling to find evacuation routes. Dozens of homes and businesses have been destroyed, forcing residents to leave everything behind. Before Teresa Rankin got away, she watched as her home of 38 years went up in flames. My son, I was FaceTiming him. He's in the service. And uh, he said, Mom, leave. As fast-moving flames quickly spread over dry grassland, cattle ranchers near Sinton, Texas, released livestock to escape the flames. The wildfire is now the second largest in Texas history. Can a president be prosecuted for something they did while in office? The Supreme Court has agreed to decide. Oral arguments scheduled for late April with a ruling likely in June. CBS's Scott McFarland says that timetable could affect the scheduling of a potential Trump trial. It's going to get particularly close to things like conventions, debates, and election, which raises a different question. Does the special counsel in the Department of Justice want to hold the trial so close to those things? New report says immigrants are one of the main reasons America's economy is so strong. About 50% of the labor market's recent growth came from foreign-born workers over the last year, according to federal data. Experts say the economy is booming due to migrants taking on jobs in restaurants, leisure, and hospitality. Add that to baby boomers retiring. Failed economic systems like Venezuela, one of the main drivers for people coming to the U.S. CBS's Matt Piper. The debate continues after the Alabama Supreme Court ruled that embryos can be considered children under that state's law. CBS's Janet Chamblian reports from Montgomery on efforts to protect IVF. Legal experts caution even state laws might not be enough. There's a possibility that whatever the legislature does will be challenged as violating the rights of fetal persons. Florida lawmakers postponing their legislation just this week amid concerns it could impact the procedure. Four astronauts are to blast off for the International Space Station less than 24 hours from now. This will be visit number three for Dr. Michael Barrett. It's a great little spaceship. It is what you would expect 
as a point along an evolutionary curve as we develop new generation spacecraft. Eagles co-founder Don Henley has finished testifying about why he believes drafts of lyrics to Hotel California and other classic Eagles songs should never have shown up at auctions. He's been questioned at a criminal trial of three collectibles experts charged with a scheme involving about a hundred handwritten pages. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. It is 3.03 a.m. Thursday, February 29th. It's 34 degrees, mostly sunny, breezy, highs near 50. Good morning, I'm Rich Hunter. The top local stories we're following this hour. In an unusual display of bipartisanship, the House passed a bill that would allow D.C. the rights to redevelop the deteriorating RFK Stadium site. The bill would open the door for a potential Washington Commander Stadium in the district. With the prospect of adding commercial and residential space to the RFK site, D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton says it's a big win. This bill would allow D.C. to create a mixed-use development and to generate significant revenue for D.C. Most Marylanders in the House voted no, hoping the state holds on to the Washington commanders. Prince George's Glenn Ivey says the bill gives D.C. an unfair advantage. It's most certainly not a level playing field when one interested jurisdiction receives a free transfer of federal government subsidized land. Mayor Bowser says the win is a significant step. Delegate Holmes Norton says she'll work to get it passed in the Senate. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Meanwhile, the Landover Stadium, where the Commanders currently play, is getting a name change. The team confirms the WTOP will now be known as Commanders Field after FedEx terminated its contract for naming rights at the end of last year. It was done as part of the sale of the team to Josh Harris. The team says the new name will stay until it's able to secure a new sponsor, more on the decision now from WTOP's Mike Marillo. FedEx says it's making the decision to leave the deal two years early so it can focus on its broader NFL sponsorship. And the commander says they're looking for a new sponsor. With the news, Matt Winkler, who teaches sports analytics and management at American University, says... Well, I'm not surprised. He says there were signs FedEx was moving in this direction during the Dan Snyder era when the company sent a letter to the team. Saying if they don't change their name, they will drop their naming rights deal. So that was the first sort of canary in the coal mine, but a very serious one. He expects to see a short-term naming rights deal with another sponsor, though he says finding the right one, as the Washington Nationals know, could take some time. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's 3.05. Things are improving, but there are still lots of homes and businesses across our area without power this morning because of the strong winds that moved through on Wednesday. Dominion Energy is reporting about 1,500 homes and businesses in Fairfax County, Virginia, without power right now. And in Loudoun County, there's still about 400 Dominion Energy customers that are in the dark. Keep it here on WTOP and we'll continue to update the numbers until everyone has their lights back on. New this morning on WTOP, a man and a girl were shot and killed in Prince George's County on Wednesday night. Police say it happened sometime before 9.30 p.m. at a home on Stansbury Lane in Landover. When officers arrived, they found a man, a woman, and a girl suffering from gunshot wounds. The man and the girl died at the scene while the woman was taken to a nearby hospital with serious injuries. Police do not believe the shooting was random. It's also unclear if the three people shot were related. New safety concerns this morning about the metro system. The independent agency that oversees metro rail safety says some train operators are listed as being certified, even though 
They have not gone through all the proper training. This comes from a new report released by the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission that orders Metro to identify employees who haven't been properly certified and to ensure that they do get the proper training within 90 days. The commission says nearly 10 years after a train filled with smoke near L'Enfant Plaza killing one passenger and sickening dozens, there are still safety concerns related to smoke on the rail system. Specifically, the commission says some train operators have been listed as being certified even though they they haven't done a required demonstration showing that they know how to use an environmental system shutoff device. That's the kind of device that can stop smoke from quickly entering a train during an emergency. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. In a statement to WTOP, a Metro spokesperson says, quote, We received an order from the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission regarding train operator certification. At last week's board meeting, we proactively shared the steps we are taking to address these concerns while we continue to work with the safety panel, unquote. Parents and neighbors in one D.C. community are stepping in to make sure students are safe crossing the street on the way to school. They say it's in response to drivers speeding, running red lights, and not stopping at crosswalks. Uh, crosswalks. The story from WTOP Scott Gelman. It's really risky for the kids crossing. It's like a highway. That's how parent Allison McGill is describing 11th and G Streets in Southeast D.C. near Tyler Elementary School. She's been spending mornings there to help kids cross since the fall of 2022. So I have a vest and all that stuff just to make sure it's a little bit safer for everybody. McGill is working with Council Member Charles Allen on making the area safer for kids walking to school. We just see people that are driving way too fast and get impatient and aggressive. Her husband bought her extra insurance just in case. Because I've been almost hit numerous times that we thought that might be wise. Allen says DDOT is exploring short and long-term fixes, but he suspects it may be more of a design problem. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. DDOT tells WTOP it has done a thorough examination of the intersections along 11th Street Southeast and is looking for more ways to enhance safety. And coming up after traffic and weather, new inflation numbers will be announced later today. And investors are watching. It is 3.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's say good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. That accident southbound 95 involving involving the tractor trailer at the Prince William Parkway has officially cleared, so all lanes are now open now. Also, uh, they were checking for that work zone reported on southbound 95 south of 123. Looks like that's all gone now. Not seeing any major delays up and down the 95 corridor in Virginia between Springfield and Fredericksburg. Northbound 395 after Washington Boulevard. We have reports of two right lanes blocked because of bridge work. However, traffic getting by to the left without difficulty. No work zone reported southbound 395 coming across 14th Street to the Springfield Interchange in Washington. The freeway running just fine across the city between 14th Street and the 11th Street Bridge. No troubles on the 3rd Street Tunnel, DC 295 or I-295. Wind warnings remain in effect at the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. That means sustained wind speeds of 30 to 39 miles an hour. You can get across now even if you're driving a high uh, or a high-sided vehicle or a vehicle that is uh, vulnerable to high winds. This is a lot of 
caution as you make your way across. The wind warnings preventing overnight wor- road work at the Bay Bridge. So all lanes are open to east and three west with no major delays. The WTOP newsroom is furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings are still happening at Regency. Shop now and enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. From windswept rain to high winds, our wind gusts 50 and 60 miles per hour. And now first part of your Thursday here, as the winds continue to ease a bit, we could have gusts early this morning around 30 to 40 miles per hour. By afternoon on your Thursday here, gust around 20 miles per hour. So we'll do better as we'll walk it through the day. But boy, it's going to be cold under the clear skies. Temperature starting out in the 20s to mid 30s with a high temperature just 50 degrees. But wind chills in the 20s and upper 30s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we've got 37 degrees at the wharf in southwest Washington, 36 down at National Harbor, 32 out in Sterling. And we're at 34 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour on WTOP. Let's go to Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute, and this is the day Wall Street investors have been waiting for all week. This morning, they'll get to see the inflation gauge the Federal Reserve likes to examine when making its interest rate calculations. That, in turn, investors hope will help them calculate when the Federal Reserve might start cutting interest rates. Economists surveyed by Bloomberg expect to see inflation rise more than the Fed wants, but year over year, less than at its last reading. More congressional opposition to Capital One's plan to take over Discover Finance. A group of Democratic lawmakers is calling on regulators to change their merger review procedures for banks. The lawmakers are worried the deal will hurt consumers and jeopardize the stability of the financial system. Applebee's thinks it found the way to attract more traffic and younger customers, too. Dollar Margaritas. The company says its Dollarita deal drove traffic last quarter and attracted people who never been to Applebee's before. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. And coming up on WTOP, as you've been hearing this morning on WTOP, it was a busy day on Wednesday on Capitol Hill. And one of the biggest stories was word that Republican leader Mitch McConnell was stepping down from his leadership position after the November elections. We will take a closer look at McConnell's decision with Politico next. It is 313. Every child deserves the best teachers, facilities, and academic programs to set them up for success both now and in the future. At Milton Hershey School in Hershey, Pennsylvania, we make that a reality for children from qualifying families who are looking for greater opportunities. Milton Hershey School enrolls students from pre-K through 12th grade from across the United States to live and learn on a beautiful state-of-the-art campus with all costs covered. Students who are accepted to Milton Hershey School have access to a top-tier education along with health care, meals, housing, and fully funded career pathways to pursue whatever they're passionate about, from performing arts to internships to coding. Students can even accrue up to $95,000 to continue their education after high school thanks to the generosity of Chuck Milton Hershey and his wife, Catherine. Are you looking to set your child up for success or know a child who could benefit from Milton Hershey School? Learn more at mhskids.org backslash admissions. 
And coming up, a bill in the Virginia Assembly uh, uh, concerning campaign finance reform met its fate Wednesday. More news in 60 seconds. Substance use disorder and addiction is so isolating. And so as a black woman in recovery, hope must be loud. It grows louder when you ask for help and you're vulnerable. It is the thread that lets you know that no matter what happens, you will be okay. When we learn the power of hope, recovery is possible. Find out how at startwithhope.com. Brought to you by the National Council for Mental Wellbeing, Shatterproof, and the Ad Council. Every moment counts if you're at risk or living with lung cancer. And anyone with lungs can get lung cancer. It causes more cancer deaths than breast, colon, and prostate combined. And while there may be moments where you question your next step, through it all, GoTo for Lung Cancer is here for you. We are your community. For screening, treatment, and survivorship support, GoTo is your go-to. Confronting lung cancer starts here. Visit goto.org. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 315. I'm Rich Hunter. Thanks for being with us. We are no longer expecting a federal government shutdown this weekend, but lawmakers on Capitol Hill have only bought themselves a little bit more time uh, actually, I'm reading the wrong one right now. The longest-serving Senate leader in history says he is stepping down from his post. That's Kentucky Republican Mitch McConnell. He made the announcement on Wednesday. I still have enough gas in my tank to thoroughly disappoint my critics. And I intend to do so with all the enthusiasm with which they become accustomed. And while the 82-year-old will step aside as Senate GOP leader in November, he says he still plans to serve out a Senate term which ends in 2027. WTOP's Dimitri Sotis spoke to Ursula Perano, legislative reporter for Politico, for more on the question of who will take his place. There are three that people are specifically looking at as potential successors to McConnell. The first is John Thune. He's a Republican from South Dakota. He is currently number two in Senate Republican leadership. The second is John Barrasso, a senator from Wyoming who leads the conference. And a third is John Cornyn, who is a Republican from Texas. These three Johns, nobody has announced yet, but there is a lot of speculation that we could see them going head to head for this position. And what's really going to be sort of the defining characteristics here is the sort of ideology and future of this Republican conference. McConnell represents a bit of the the old guard, a more Reagan wing era of Republicans. But obviously, the Republican Party has shifted a lot in recent years. A lot of members today alluded to how their party base has changed, whether they want somebody who maybe represents some of those differences of opinions on things like the border, Ukraine, government funding that Senate Republicans have been split on. So the question will be where these candidates line up to try and fit within that ideology when potentially recruiting folks to back them whenever this election actually happens. Now, in the other chamber, to be highly diplomatic, we've seen the unusual way that they've gone about choosing a House speaker and all the difficulties they had there. Given that the Senate is supposed to be the saucer that cools the tea, a a more laid back and refined, civilized place, is this going to be an intense kind of backstabbing kind of contest or, or something different? I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out later this year. I think, you know, inevitably they have to get to the November elections first. I think the outcomes of that, whether Trump is president, will have a significant impact how much his endorsement or sway is going to matter over this leadership position. Uh, that'll be something that'll certainly be coming up later this year. I don't 
expect, and I'm, I'm jinxing it on myself, but I don't expect it to be quite like the House elections. The Senate does have a bit more of a history of being able to come together on these sort of issues, though I do think we are going to see some competing wings of the Senate Republican conference. You know, even McConnell himself had folks who voted against him when he last ran for leadership. You can expect that same sort of pocket of Senate conservatives are going to be looking for some sort of different type of leadership coming around, maybe somebody who's less like McConnell, um, one of the more conservative senators of the, the group that is the three Johns, um, perhaps the most vocally pro-Trump. One of those is Senator John Barrasso. Um, Senator John Thune, on the other end, has been somebody who's been very critical of Trump. So we've got a whole spectrum here. And I think we're going to see a lot over the next few months, which way the conference is going. But with this announcement happening now, it gives a lot of time for it to work out behind the scenes, senators to get through this to where hopefully they avoid the sort of election that the House had for their leadership. And that was Ursula Perano, legislative reporter for Politico, and it is now 3.18. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go back to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. Got a new accident working in Fairfax County and Bailey's Crossroads. Another crash in that general location. This affects South George Mason Drive at Virginia 7. The report is a vehicle hit a curb and went off the roadway into a surrounding area. So be, so watch out for the flashing lights of responding units. It does appear that the lanes are open on South George Mason Drive. Just be aware again of the responding units of this accident. The accident is southbound 95 near the Prince William Parkway. That involved a tractor-trailer accident. That's been cleared, so all lanes are now open. No no evidence of the work zone reported on southbound 95 between 123 and the Prince William Parkway. It looks like that's all gone. Also had some road work reported on northbound 95 near Dale Boulevard. That is all gone. However, northbound 395, just after Washington Boulevard, reports are some bridge work blocks the two right lanes. In Maryland, minimal work zones and none at the Bay Bridge because of the men warnings that remain in effect. Sustained wind speeds of 30 to 39 miles an hour. So if you have to cross the bridge driving a vehicle vulnerable to high winds, just be very careful. In Prince George's County, St. Barnabas Road, various westbound lanes are closed because of the work zone between Silver Hill Road and Maryland 210. Also in Chevrolet, westbound 450 between 62nd Avenue and 64th Avenue. Two right lanes are closed. Montgomery County, 355 closed northbound between Clarksburg Road and Snowden Farm Parkway, alternating traffic southbound. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Winds are slowly easing, but boy, they have been whipping for the early part of the night with gusts around 50 and 60 miles per hour. By early morning here, expect wind gusts around 30 to 40 miles per hour. It's a stiff wind out of the northwest, down to about 20 miles per hour by the afternoon, and a day that is at least going to be brighter, but boy, feeling every bit like winter again. Under the sunshine, expect wind chills in the 20s this morning and in the 30s upper 30s for the afternoon we'll have an actual air temperature just shy of 50 degrees meanwhile on friday lighter winds but we'll start out with partly sunny skies clouds roll in late and some rain for friday night i'm seven news chief meteorologist veronica johnson in the first alert weather center and right now we've got 35 degrees in springfield 34 downtown at farragut square 33 in laurel and we've got 34 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. And coming up on WTOP, if you live in Virginia, you may be able to legally buy recreational weed in the Old Dominion. Finally, 
It is 3.22. You've got a dead body, Inspector. I may be able to help with that. This winter, all your favourite detectives are streaming on BritBox. Don't miss exclusive new seasons of Death in Paradise. There must be something we've missed. Vera. It wasn't an accident, was it love? Father Brown. What did he look like? And more. Once you start investigating, you won't want to stop. We're done when I say we're done. Stream your favourite detectives only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Stomach cancer is often misdiagnosed as acid reflux, indigestion, or an ulcer. Because of this, most stomach cancers are found in late stages when there are little to no options left for treatment. I'm not a health care provider, just a young mother who lost her husband to this cruel disease. If you or a loved one is experiencing persistent symptoms that can be really common, such as heartburn, having trouble swallowing, or indigestion, you should seek help with a gastroenterologist as soon as possible. You can also contact nostomachforcancer.org for more information. At WTOP, our listeners matter. WTOP is better than ways when it comes to traffic. I simply love WTOP traffic as the number one source for me. WTOP, Washington's top news. It's 323, a bill that would have banned elected officials in Virginia from spending political donations on personal expenses like mortgages and gym memberships has met its fate. The campaign finance reform legislation was defeated by a voice vote in the House of Delegates Committee on Wednesday. Virginia is a national outlier for lacking such a ban. The state allows unlimited campaign donations from individuals, corporations and special interest groups. Advocates in the General Assembly have been trying to put personal use restrictions on candidate spending for more than a decade. They say they'll try again next year. Virginia's Democratic-controlled House and Senate have agreed on the outlines of a legal market for recreational marijuana. What we don't know is whether Republican Glenn Youngkin will sign, veto, or amend the bills coming out of the legislature. The Washington Post reports the Democratic plans would have the marketplace up and running by May of next year, administered by a state cannabis control authority. Retail sales would be taxed at a rate of almost 12%, higher than the 9% tax rate in nearby Maryland. The General Assembly legalized adult possession of small amounts of recreational marijuana back in 2021 when Democrats were last in charge, but put off the complicated job of establishing a regulated marketplace. The school year was just a few weeks old when 16-year-old Jada Madrano Moore was shot to death outside Duval High School. Wednesday night, three more teens were arrested and charged with her murder. Police have arrested two 18-year-olds, Raymond Richardson of Lanham and Cameron Anderson of Landover, and a 17-year-old Lanham boy who was charged as an adult. The three, along with another 17-year-old from Glen Arden, who was arrested last September, are facing murder charges for the girl's death outside her school. Police say the girl was walking on Palomar Drive after school when two groups began fighting. Detectives believe the girl was shot when she tried to intervene. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. And for those of you who take the bus in Fairfax County, no Fairfax Connector bus service again this morning. There's an ongoing strike among the drivers and mechanics. And this marks one week since the walkout began. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. And let's send it over to Rob Woodfork. 
Maryland fell to 7-11 in the Big Ten with a 68-61 loss to Northwestern on their home floor. The biggest issue was shooting 38% overall, including 2 for 22 from 3, Kevin Willard. I thought we got some good open looks early, and what's happened with us at, against Rutgers and a little bit against Michigan State, it's kind of just, we missed some good looks, and it kind of just affected us the rest of the game. In other games of local interest, Virginia topped Boston College. Navy and American each won in advance of their showdown in the regular season finale, and and VCU was a wire-to-wire winner over Rhode Island. On the women's side, Caitlin Clark surpassed Lynette Woodard for the most points in women's college basketball history, tallying a 33-point triple-double in Iowa's blowout win. The NFL Players Association released its second annual report card for the 32 NFL teams, and the Commanders ranked dead last for the second straight year, earning Fs in five of the 11 categories. We discussed